Hi, I'm Webster Ford. I am the host of Nerdinary, a place where we look into nerdy things in life and make them part of ordinary daily life. As we dive into each nerdy topic, we'll encourage you to take time to find out what makes you nerdy and to make it a more ordinary thing. You know what? I'll encourage you to make it nerdinary. Welcome back to Nerdinary. It's episode 18, everybody, where we are nerding out this time about the city of Duluth, Minnesota. Now, for those of you who aren't from Minnesota, from the States, have no interest in doing this, this is kind of a deep dive into my one of my favorite cities, but it's my invitation for you to deep dive into one of your favorite cities. Maybe it's just because you traveled there and you thought it was a fun place. And that was kind of how it started for me. I went to Duluth because it was kind of that far off distance from where, where I grew up. And I always thought of it as kind of like a luxurious getaway. And then I started to realize how really cool Duluth was. So what I'm going to be doing is going a little bit more and nerding out about the city of Duluth, its history. And then, of course, I'm going to tell you why I'm so damn nerdy about it. And as I do that, I invite you to take a look into your own life, figure out your favorite city, whether it's a big city, a little city, a town, a place that you've only been to once and it was just phenomenal. I want to be nerdy with you. So reach out to me on Instagram or give me an email at Webster at NerdinaryPodcast.com or find me on Facebook or whatever it might be and shoot me a message with your favorite town. Maybe it's one I've heard of. Maybe it's one I want to hear of, right? And because the whole point of this whole Nerdinary episode is to be nerdy about our favorite towns. And my favorite town in the state of Minnesota, of course, that's my home state. It's where I grew up, was born, raised, et cetera, et cetera, is Duluth. Now, here's the deal with Duluth. For me personally, I started to fall in love with Duluth before I became a runner, metal chaser, before I started to really care about Duluth and the races that it had to offer, I realized that Duluth kind of just resembled getting the hell away. From where I grew up, it was maybe about a two-hour drive or so, plus or minus, depending on how fast I was driving, right? And that's kind of the ideal distance. It's just long enough for a, a road trip, right? Because if you take a long road trip, of course, you got to plan out stops. You might have to plan out a hotel. But a two-hour drive... That's damn near nothing, right? That's enough for you to get up in town, be able to kind of stop at a gas station at the beginning, maybe get some of your favorite road snacks, and then get to where you're going. And I always ended up going to Duluth for various reasons, whether it was to watch basketball, to go watch football, to go play football, go play basketball, or as I was growing up and becoming an adult and chasing those medals, was going up for race weekends and then going up and visiting some of my favorite people. Right, so now Duluth... It's got a big old appeal. And again, this episode, we're nerding about Duluth. And I I did a big deep dive, right? I did the Google machine again to try to figure out a little bit more about what Duluth is all about and what made it what it is. So the first thing, right? So Duluth was named after its first European explorer. I'm not going to really try to butcher the name, but the last part was Slur Duluth. So there you go. They just kind of switched things around. And then Duluth formed this whole metro area. And I use metro in air quotes because there's maybe about 140,000 people are there now. But they joined with the twin ports of Superior, Wisconsin, which is just across the little bay right there. They take Highway 53 across the, the lake to be joined with Superior, Wisconsin. And there's a bunch of colleges within both those towns. And that's kind of what it has the draw and appeal now because it's got those college towns. It's got a little bit of that fun college town atmosphere. 
But then when you think about it, Duluth has this huge, amazing history. Join me. Be nerdy with me if you would, because it's actually really, really cool. So some of the dates are a little fudgy because, of course, a lot of it was relying on verbal uh, storytelling, right? And, you know, we go as far back as like 1620, right? That's when there were three separate French explorers trying to kind of take over that area in that Lake Superior area, right? Then they started to get the fur company and the fur trading posts. The, The trading posts set up a stop in Duluth still before Minnesota was ever a state. In late 18th century, 1792 was when they started to set things up. Now, of course, this was a previously native-owned land, right? It was occupied by the tribe of the Ojibwe. And then as we moved to the 19th century, treaties were signed into law to bring iron ore trading. Duluth, at the time, was the fastest-growing city in the entire country. Their population just hit a huge, huge upturn, went well over 100,000 people, and it did it real fast because of all of the things that were happening out there. But then things really kind of leveled off fast, almost as fast as they started to go up, in large part to economic downturn, controversy around various things that were happening, as well as the 1918 Cloquet Fire. Lots and lots of things happening, and of course, the economy downturn around the entire country as we were getting close to the Great Depression, right? So Duluth, just like a lot of us, sees a big, fast growth, and then they had to level off. Now, they leveled off for some less than ideal reasons, right? And as they started to level off, now their population's kind of staying still around that 85,000 people. So Duluth is in the top five in the populated cities in the state of Minnesota. But really, when you think of it, as far as big towns go, it's more just a big town. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that it currently features right after this break. Okay, nerds, it's commercial time. Nerdinary is brought to you this time around by the concept of finding the perfect gas station on your road trip. Maybe it's got the greatest snacks or the cleanest bathrooms. Or for me, my favorite type of gas station's got the stand-up urinal, the one that makes you feel like selfishly and childishly you're peeing on the floor. Yeah, the greatest gas stations on your road trip. Thanks to them. Now it's back to the show. And welcome back from the break. Webster with you here on Nerdinary episode number 18, nerding out about Duluth, Minnesota. So some of the great things, and I realized that whole last segment, that whole first segment we just sprinted through, right? I wanted to get through some of the history, but it was super nerdy stuff and there's still more to get through and talk about. Duluth became Duluth officially in 1868, thanks to a bunch of journalists speaking on the 4th of July back in that year. So then Duluth, you know, so they've got a port city, right? It's right on Lake Superior, but then all of the iron, all the steel, all the tools, all the cement, they went through there. So like a lot of things grew because of its standpoint right on the lake, you know, and of course, St. Lawrence River kind of flew into all or flowed right into all the Great Lakes and Lake Superior being the greatest of them, the biggest of them, hence it being called Lake Superior. It was there and Duluth was right at the very western edge of Lake Superior. And then it kind of led into the rest of the state, led to the rest of the West. And it was a really neat way for Duluth to kind of bring in so many different types of folks, traders and different types of mechanics, machinists, those types of folks all went into Duluth. Now, I promise that on the other side of this break, which we are now on, we're going to talk about some of the attractions that Duluth has now that makes it so cool, so 
much of a target for people to go to, especially from the metro Minneapolis-St. Paul area to head up north. It's about three and a half hours to get up there. It's a good enough drive still to be close for one day's worth of driving and then be there, be the destination, and kind of make it your place and then go back away, right? And now Duluth has a lot of great things. It has the Miller Hill Mall, and that's fine, but the things that really I love about that place, they've got the Anger Tower, which is the tallest point in Duluth, up on the hills. And you, can, you get a great look of the lake. You get a great look of, if you look west, you've got great rolling plains, kind of where some of the ore would come from, right? The other things that Duluth has to offer, besides just beautiful scenery, because that's what it's got, really. I, like I will go there to kind of get my serenity, right? It'll get me my center, be able to get me feeling kind of back into the world, right? Because the best way that you can get back into the world is getting a great view of it. But Duluth also has to offer, I always think of Christmas time when I think of Duluth. Now, I love Christmas, and we actually have kind of made it a thing for us to head up to Duluth. We drive that three hours with our entire family to go check out a big city of lights. And not like city of lights like, you know, the concrete jungle in New York or city of lights in Miami. No, no, no. Bentleyville, the tour of lights. The Christmas lights, it's a huge area in the Bayfront area right off of Lake Superior, and it is gorgeous. Tons of Christmas lights, and of course, that's only one part of the year, but the Bayfront area has so many things to offer. It has music festivals, plus, again, just being on the lake, you know, and then like thinking about the things that it has to offer different types of people. It has multiple colleges. It has the University of Minnesota Duluth. It has the College of St. Scholastica, and go right across the border into Superior, Wisconsin, it has University of Wisconsin Superior as well. On top of all the little trade schools, you know, there's so many different types of things. There's a Northwoods League's baseball team called the Duluth Huskies. There's a lot of family-friendly things to do there. There's a fabulous aquarium, again, right off the lake that has a lot of amazing animals. You're not too far away from the Lake Superior Zoo. Really, I promise you, this is not an episode brought to you by the Duluth Department of, of Tourism, but I promise you, it's worth giving a shot, and it's worth being nerdy over. And as you get nerdy about your favorite town, think about the shit that it's got for you, right? Or for other families, or for other dorks, or nay, nerds, right? All those types of things. There is still a live and active electric fetus that sells like straight actual albums right from the store. It's amazing. They have a great brewery scene in Duluth. And on top of it, they have really fun local eateries. You know, they've got Grandma's Saloon, which is right in Canal Park. They have all the Blackwoods types of restaurants as well. And it's just a beautiful space to be able to, again, get reconnected with nature and to be able to be nerdy about life and to feel it actually happening a little bit more. Now, Duluth has all of those draw points, has all of those things happening, right? But there's one real big thing that drew me to Duluth, and it's continuing to draw me to Duluth. And we'll talk about that right after this. Now it's commercial time. This segment of Nerdinary is brought to you by Game Night. What's your favorite game? Do you like to play cards? Do you like to play board games? Are you a Cards Against Humanity type of person? Have you played 500? By the way, if you do, like seriously, reach out to me because I want to play 500 so damn bad. Okay, nerds, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to our episode today in Nerdinary about Duluth. Again, this is episode 18. It's so 
cool that we are so close to 20 already? Like, how nuts is that? Man. But in any case, Webster back with you, and I thank you so much for being here. And I'm nerding out about my favorite town in the entire state of Minnesota, and it is Duluth. And the biggest reason that has gotten me going back so frequently is races. And Duluth has a great, great race. They have Grandma's Marathon, and then, of course, they have all the races that kind of are attached to that. Now, there are other races that happen in Duluth, I promise you. But the, you know, the, the jewel, right, the crown jewel is Grandma's Marathon. Now, I've attempted to run Grandma's Marathon twice, the full marathon. I have finished once, and I did not finish the other time. And there was no way in hell I was not going to finish the second time. And I got a long eight-hour tour of the North Shore going into Canal Park in Duluth. Now, if you want to know a little bit more about that story, go back and check out my episode about running. And you'll get a little bit some more of those fun stories uh, there. You know, but Grandma's Marathon is always right around Father's Day. It opens up the city of Duluth. And in fact, really, still the city of Duluth was fully wide open in 2020 when COVID really hit. And it was weird because we went up for that weekend, just like we did anyway, but we only had to spend one night in Duluth as opposed to having a guaranteed, like optimized two nights because they make you stay or at least make you pay for two nights stay in Duluth during grandma's marathon weekend because, you know, economy, right? And capitalism where everyone wins, but you, you know, but when you think about it, they force it, and they when they do that, though, they open it up, and they real, they make you all realize why you are there for at least two nights, maybe three or four, you know, but when we were up there in COVID times, like, it was so weird because we were up there, and it was so dead. It was such a different scene. We were still able to be up there, but there was no race. Everything got canceled, and rightly so, because we didn't know what was going on, but we still went up there, and it was absolutely perfect, and it was still hot because it was June. It was still awesome because it was Duluth. But we got a little bit more of an intimate look at what Duluth is like without all those people at that same time. And they still had the Grandma's Marathon offices. We had to take numbers and kind of wait outside and wait our turn and everything, which was exactly what was needed. Because every single one of us, and that was when we were fostering, right? Duluth just opens up its arms, right? And says, come on in. We're actually in the process of hopefully getting like a rail system to go from the metro area up to Duluth so we can just kind of enjoy the drive as opposed to worry about the drive. And Duluth brought me in initially because of basketball and football and things like that, but it kept me coming back because of running and because of the atmosphere. Now, though Duluth is technically considered a bigger city in Minnesota, like it's still got that good old small town feel. And that's what keeps me coming back after the races are done. Because actually, when I think about it, I look at all my race medals that I reflected on in my collections episode. And like, I haven't added a Duluth race medal in a couple years, but we still keep going back. And when I think of Duluth, I think of my first trip with my wife, Christy, it was when it was, we were about a month into dating and she came up and watched me coach some basketball at a town not too far away. The aforementioned Cloquet, actually, the town that uh, had a fire back in 1918 and kind of helped rebuild everything because that was right as things were starting to sink down for Duluth. The fire kind of joined everybody together and realized that they could still grow. But we were up, I was coaching basketball up in Cloquet and then Christy was with me and I said, you know what? Let's just go farther north. And we went to Duluth, 
right? And we we went to one of the local little re- Mexican restaurants and we just enjoyed our time. And like every time I think of Duluth, I think of running and I think of that trip up uh, just after my wife and I started dating. And the thing about Duluth is it doesn't have to be Duluth, right? It can be whatever town you're in. Maybe you're in Morris, Manitoba. Maybe you're in Gresham, Oregon, or maybe your favorite town is a town you haven't gotten to yet. Maybe you need to get to a place in Delaware, or maybe you need to get to Dublin, Ireland, or wherever it might be. But wherever you have, it doesn't have to be Duluth, but your Duluth is what brings you a center. Your Duluth is what gets you back to what you need to be. And for me, my Duluth is, well, it's Duluth, damn it. It gets me there. Like, if anything, it's that two and a half, almost three hour drive that just kind of makes me be focused, makes me be there. And then once I get there, I realize why I'm there. And it's so damn cool. And maybe for you, it might be a place in the middle of nowhere or might be a really big town. The whole purpose of this episode in nerding out about my favorite town is to invite you to nerd out about your favorite town. Maybe you really love it and you don't know anything about it. Before I started diving deep into this whole Duluth history thing, I had no idea. I had some guesses because my mom worked at the Minnesota Historical Society site, the Northwest Company Fur Trading Post uh, that was down in Duluth, or I'm sorry, that it was down in Pine City. So I knew that it had some ties to Duluth, but like still, it's really cool to find out stuff about a place that you already love because once you find out more about it, guess what? You can love it even more, or you can figure out how to maybe accept it. <laughs> and and as you continue to find out more, you, you might end up finding more things to take on or to look into or stay at, right? When I was looking into Duluth, I found out that it had so many more attractions that I hadn't even heard of. So it's my invitation to you as we're already wrapping up. Yes, we're already wrapping up this episode of Nerdinary about Duluth. Find out more about your Duluth, wherever it is. And if your Duluth is Duluth too, hit me up. Let's go together. I will gladly take visits or take trips to go visit or anything like that. So that's our episode today. Legit. It was a quick little, a little jobber about Duluth. Episode number 18 is in the books. Next week, next Monday, we're going to get nerdy about being a dad. One of my favorite things that I've ever been called to do. Episode 19 next week is going to be all about dads because we're getting really close to Father's Day. So make sure to tune into that one. And as you're getting ready to tune into that one as well, make sure to like us on all the things. Follow us on your podcasting platforms. Give us reviews. And if you have not done so, take a second to do so. I'll take those five stars. Of course, I'll take other feedback as well. Feedback helps us grow, right? And in any case... Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 18, all about Duluth. Thank you for being here. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. Go take your nerd and be it. Nerdinary is produced, recorded, owned, and everything else by Webster Ford. Our theme music is Toony by Liberty. For any questions, guest requests, or topic suggestions, find Web on Instagram at Nerdinary Podcast. If you like Nerdinary, please leave a bajillion star review on your podcasting platform. Tell your friends, tell your mama, and tell the stranger you encounter every day. Thanks for listening, and be kind to everyone.